Welcome to this special podcast where we are talking digital workspace management. Joining me on this podcast is Jan Ru, Executive for Digital Workspace Management at BCX, to share his insights on this important topic for corporates and businesses to consider. Welcome to the podcast, Jan. Thank you, Serene. Before we delve deeper into the concept, uh, Jan, tell us exactly what is digital workspace management? Great, thanks. So I think what's, what's quite important to understand is that over the last couple of years, the, the end user space has actually had a dramatic change around what is important and what not. Historically, the endpoint devices has been critical and that's been the focus of the support. So what happened is that because of the evolution of things like cloud computing, the work from home, etc., the end user space has changed dramatically around people using different applications, different endpoint devices, different connectivity devices to actually build an electronic ecosystem of what they actually need to be able to do their day-to-day task. And this holistic view has actually turned into this digital workspace management where you can't just look at the uh, individual devices now, but actually have to look at this whole ecosystem to make sure that the user has got all the tools and technology required to do his day-to-day work. Can you share a little bit more insight on the evolution? Um, You did say, you know, work from home and that sort of thing, but ICT and digital space is never static. So uh, do you have further insight on on what's changed uh, over this period and maybe what's new on offer that BCX offers to manage this transition, as it were? Absolutely. So... What was important historically was that the CIO or the IT manager had to look at the the endpoint device and make sure that the device is is simple, uh, stable, and functional. Now, what happened with digital workspace, because of all these different elements now adding to the complexity of the environment, when it comes to the ICT service provider, we really had to change the way we think about our day-to-day support and how we actually deal with this to make sure that we add business value to where we are. So what happened was with the changes is that because of, like I said, the different areas that we need to focus on, it definitely increased things like complexity, you know. So um, the, the workspace is not a simple device anymore. You can't just look at one entity and make sure that it's stable. Because of the different uh, range of, of devices, technology, applications, even as much as the workforce that needs to deliver these services, need to have a whole range of technical ability and technical issues. So definitely increase the complexity around it. Obviously, the end users are now also much more used to the greater flexibility. So flexibility around where they work from, what applications they use, what devices they use, and all those added to a a whole different ratio. We need to be able to look after just not the the endpoint devices. And in historical, like I said, notebooks or desktop was the sort of the, the center of this. And what we had to do is because of all these technologies, we really had to use the the end user into the middle of it and to make sure that the ecosystem around them, irrespective of the technology, is actually functioning well. Your end user experience, it's all good and well. The the devices are stable. But because of the historical changes, so if I can maybe use an example, the CIO had to worry about his end user device and all these staff were sitting at maybe a campus environment. Connectivity was stable. You could manage it. It's a single, maybe campus environment. And suddenly what they had to do is they had to now look at these end users working from home, being mobile users, having different connectivity issues, mm. and all those added to the complexity. And then obviously the last thing that's very key 
that um, this whole digital workspace environment created was around the big need for security, different connectivity, different people working from home or mobile devices. Suddenly, whether it's cloud computing they use to store the data, or whether it's applications across multiple devices and locations, security really became one of the key elements that even someone that looks after the endpoint devices had to consider now when they look at the the endpoint engagement model to make sure they delivered according to these uh, the business needs of these environments. Bringing in BCX and its offering, how does BCX ensure efficient management of digital workspaces? So what we've done, this is it's such a key component of focus areas that digital workspace can't be an add-on or just an afterthought. We as BCX have actually created a business unit focusing 100% on the endpoint devices and the digital workspace. And in there, there's a combination of technology, a huge amount of tools, processes that are key, dedicated areas and people that are monitoring. And what we do is this business unit is now solely focused on one thing only and making sure that this digital workspace is stable and we can actually track and monitor the health of this environment. Now, one thing that's key is what we believe in BCX as a business is that if you don't monitor it, you can't manage it. Mm. So one of the key areas around the digital workspace environment with inside BCX is that every single device, every single endpoint that we manage, every single environment, we fully monitor. And that's key for us. Now, the reason for the monitoring is really for us to be able to detect possible issues whether it's a connectivity issue, whether it's an application issue, or even a hardware device issue, we detect any possible issues, any possible downtime that might occur. We can then go in, proactively repair those, and that really comes down to the end user satisfaction, the end user productivity, because we try and prevent these issues way before it happens. Using a combination of technology and processes and people, we then go in and we actually repair or prevent these issues from happening. Remote support, massive. So we got remote support uh, to, to every single device. And again, it speaks to the fact that people are not working from a campus environment. So having their site support traditionally at a campus environment or at an office block where they can go and sort out these issues is not an option anymore. People might be sitting anywhere in the world and we should be able to have to, to support that device and give that end user the exact same experience, whether they're sitting in South Africa in an office block whether they're sitting in the UK at home. And I think that's the key thing. So we've built this holistic approach using a combination of tools, process, and technology to make sure that we can deliver services irrespective of where the action endpoint device is. Talking about measuring, is the traditional way of measuring performance and service level agreements or SLAs still relevant in the digital workspace era? Sure. To some extent, slightly. And that, that's, that's a bit of a, a double-edged answer here. So, you know, things like uh, traditionally the SLAs used to, to focus around response times, resolution times, app time. Um, and, and that was really focusing around the technical, the endpoint devices. And I think what's key around the digital workspace environment is that we're really moving away from the focus around the technical endpoint devices and the technology and focusing much more on the end user and his environment where he's actually productive. So if I can maybe, by example, traditional SLAs will probably always be part of it because I think that actually 
guides around reactive and how quickly we actually repair any issues. Mm. The problem with those traditional SLAs is that it doesn't really speak to the end user environment. Now, we can meet the SLA and we can fix any issues within traditional SLA times. The reality is that that end user, because of the environment that he works in now, might not be productive or might not be happy around the way he does. So what happens is that we actually slowly are moving away from it. And we're beginning to focus around that end user and looking at the end user and saying, listen, Mr. End user, do you actually have everything you need to deliver according to the, the expectations of the business? Are you productive? Can you do what's required of you on a day-to-day basis? Now, again, we've got people sitting at home. We've got people sitting at an office block. We've got people working in, in a remote environment. So what's happening now is that the only way we can really measure and, and where it's going to is, is sort of giving that digital satisfaction score. Mm. Is the end user satisfied with the way it works? And again, it speaks to us being able to monitor the applications and whether applications are performing properly, whether that, uh, the devices and the devices they use, whether it's a notebook or a tablet or a mobile phone, is stable and functioning properly. And then thirdly, which is very critical, is actually the end user's view. So we should be able to get a view from the end user where he's got the ability to say, listen, I'm not working properly. My application is too slow. It's hanging up. It's taking too long to get a response back. So we take all these different areas, add it into a, a digital, like I said, digital satisfaction score. And we can actually measure now to say, listen, what is, is this end users? Are they productive? Have they got all the tools they need? And do the environment we supply as the CIO of this business, does it actually enable the end user to be as productive as it can be? And that really is where it's going towards. To say, listen, rather than looking at it reactively and how quickly you can fix any issues that might occur or how quickly you can respond to an issue that was locked in the service desk, it's a much more proactive approach now to say, listen, is this user productive? Has he got all the tools he needs? And does he actually function fully irrespective of the location that he operates in? It seems as though the employee net promoter score is a new catchphrase in the industry. But what are the business benefits of a higher employee net promoter score? So it's definitely a key thing. And I, and I think it, it sort of goes bigger than just the, the end user support side. We see that with the skill shortage in, in, in many industries now, Businesses are definitely looking after the employees much better, and they're really look, making sure that the mm. employees are as happy as possible. Now, this is just one part of it, and that's where I suppose the business value comes from end-user support. Well, traditionally, end-user support used to be, I don't want to say grudge purchase, but it was a, necess- a necessary evil. You need to have someone running around fixing problems that uh, that occurs when a device or a notebook or a, a PC gives issues. You know what, and the CIO had to pay for it, and he probably, it was one of those things, but it was very limited business values. Mm. So with this whole focus around employee net promoter score, making sure employees are happy, end user support really became key to the CIOs to make sure that as part of their holistic view around employee net promoter score, the environment and this digital workspace environment that this employees operate in is stable and well uh, and functioning well. So what's the benefit of a higher employee net promoter score, which, like I said, the digital workspace environment adds to? The reality is that happy employees are probably employees that will stay. You retain mm. your, uh, your IP 
And there's definitely, we've seen that by having this more stable environment with people having the ability to work from anywhere in an environment that can really enable them to do what they're supposed to do, employer retention is, is a key thing. And it's really is driving that. Obviously, with that, a happy employee is more productive. And that's where the business value comes through. More productive employees, being able to do much more, having much less issues, being able to proactively prevent any issues, increase the productivity. And again, that filters through to the environment and the business without a doubt and increasing the, the business value and the productivity of a business. Customer satisfaction, the mere fact that the environment is stable, it's working well, the, the, the services being delivered by these employees now to the customers are just completely on a different level. And even employees being happy is sort of much more engaged if you think about it. So definitely driving that towards it. The reality is that employees being in a better mind space, we've actually noticed that the innovation, better innovation, better ideas, more engaged with management. So there's this huge amount of this business benefits now suddenly comes from having this happier employees with improved employee net promoter score, which really filters through where it moved away from this grad purchase or grudge purchase, trying to fix things and making sure that things are being sorted out quicker into a more proactive business value with all these happy employees here. Well, I didn't think of it like that, but uh, the productivity is essential and innovation. So it's uh, very interesting what you mentioned. Just on a concluding note, where is the digital workspace environment going? It's quite a broad question, but do you think traditional ICT service providers are ready for the challenge? Uh, They're going to have to be able to move away from the traditional ICT reactive approach to a much more proactive approach. And that really takes a whole combination of things to be put into place. I think the guys are catching up quickly. As far as um, the market's concerned and where, where it's going, where BCX as a business is seeing it and what we are getting ready for is that the evolution is going to be quick and it's going to be much, much quicker. We've seen that there's a huge amount of technology coming through which will impact on the end user space. Now, we're talking about things like artificial intelligence. Uh, it's already something that we're dealing with uh, as BCX. How do we deal with it on a day-to-day basis? End users using artificial intelligence to do their jobs. Things like machine learning is playing an increasingly important role. So what is clear is that with all these things happening, the only way that a service provider will be able to meet these expectations um, with all these different technologies, looking at different areas, is by automating as much as you can. Tools is going to become such a critical part of the delivery model for ICT companies that it's going to be impossible for us just to depend on people and the intellectual property of technical resources doing the work. So we've been building this ecosystem with a combination of technologies and tools and artificial intelligence to have a holistic view around our endpoint support landscape, making sure that we use everything possible, a combination of, like I said, automation, artificial intelligence, to deliver this personal experience. And I think that's the key thing is that historically, the end user landscape has been seen as a, as a single entity and it was pretty much a cookie cutter exercise where every single endpoint device where any, every single end user has been dealt with exactly the same hmm. going forward because of the changes that's happening because of people using different applications different devices different areas suddenly literally every single user don't just expect to be treated as an individual 
but the environment that they operate in is completely unique to the person next to him. So they might be doing exactly the same job and servicing maybe exactly the same customers, but the actual environment and the environment that they, that they operate in and the tools and technology they use will be completely different. And the challenge for the ICT service providers is going to be, how do you deal with these end users, not just as a group of people doing the same task or function, but as an individual, but still be able to sort of meet those expectations. And definitely because of the, the flexibility that came around from the work from home environment and, uh, you know, bring your own device and those type of uh, trends that are coming through. The end users are actually expecting it from us as a ICT to say, listen, I understand that I'm part of a bigger team, but me as an individual got very unique needs and I'm going to have to be, we're going to have to actually support them in a very unique way. And again, it sort of comes back and it sort of closes that loop where you say, listen, yes, we understand you're unique. We understand you've got very unique environment and situations. And that's why the only real way going forward to measure whether an ICT provider is actually doing a good job or a bad job is to measure the end user satisfaction and not the SLAs because those are completely different between different users. And that end user net promoter score is, I think, is going to become the ultimate measurement around whether ICT providers are meeting the expectation of the business or are they actually missing the expectation of the business. Jan, thanks so much for your time and your insights. That was the executive for digital workspace management at BCX, Jan Roo.